Welcome to Getting Work to Work, a weekly podcast exploring the creative and curious world of work through monologues and conversations with creative entrepreneurs, storytellers, and changemakers. I've had the concept of limitations on my mind recently. As a creator working in several mediums, I'm firmly aware of my limitations. I try to work within my limitations and sometimes use strict parameters to influence my creativity. But as I work with other creators to produce and edit their work, I see another side of limitations. What can be freeing and flowing for one quickly freezes another into the most beautiful statue. Perfectionism, procrastination, imposter syndrome, comparison, all the sins afflicting the modern creative ravage the mind, spurring the question, what is the right thing to do? I will explore this idea of limitations and see if I can't melt away some of the ice that holds us back. Show notes and links to all the good stuff mentioned in this episode can be found at gwtw.co slash 709. As I mentioned, I've been thinking a lot about limitations, and I think it's just because I've been not getting much sleep lately, so I've been laying in bed in the middle of the night just thinking about the things that hold me back, that are holding my clients back, and there are limitations. They're, they're the ways that we see what is possible for us versus what is possible in the world. So I just started thinking of questions. How do limitations define us? as creators. Well, limitations can be empowering in a world where we have infinite choice, where anything is possible. When I started my creative journey, the tools were expensive, but as time went on and technology got better, the cost to do amazing things has gone down. Not only that, but the access to an audience is readily available at my fingertips. It's easier to achieve, easier than ever in my lifetime and in many people's lifetimes. But with so many options out there, how do we differentiate ourselves? How do we find a way to cut through the noise that is generated by infinite possibility? One answer often floated in the creative industries is niching which is a form of limitation by saying that you do a specific thing for a well-defined audience and only that audience. Something like, you are not for everyone, is a common phrase that, to me, explains niching in a less jargony way. But anyone that has tried to reconcile what they feel deep inside with that phrase, you are not for everyone, I mean, the people pleasers listening to this show, we want to be for everyone. I want to be for everyone, even though we know we are not for everyone. Another answer to that question of how limitations define us as creators is learning how to create work that satisfies an algorithm so that then people can find it. Then that's very much a limitation because you're tailoring your work not to a specific audience but to some unknowable digital gatekeeper who then will maybe open the floodgates to your audience, but only if you pay your monthly algorithm tax. But then what about the limitations of an industry or even a genre? How do those influence our creativity? I think about the rules of the horror genre versus the rules of rom-coms 
Or when it comes to music, I think about bands who came up in the days of records, tapes, and compact discs. They would put together maybe 45 to 60 minutes of new music, enough to fit on one compact disc or maybe two tapes. Sometimes two compact discs if you were lucky as a fan. But how does that limitation shape you as a band? Do you only think of new music in that context? And is it any easier in today's age where you can write, record, and release a new song and have it streaming to your audience by the end of the day? Where are the limitations in our digital utopia? Perhaps that limitation is monetary compensation. By being paid fractions of a penny, you're firmly held in place by the promise of what could be. While I could talk about systemic limitations for the entire episode, I want to touch on some that are earlier forms of limits that affect all forms of creative expression. These are the limitations that can cause artists to freeze, to become paralyzed. I've seen them in myself, in my clients, in friends and other acquaintances on social media. So before you adopt the hot new limitation, thinking that you're going to unleash your creativity, consider how these limitations might have the opposite effect on you. The first limitation is how do I come up with original content to share on this new social media platform? This is a question that all of us have probably asked at some point on our social media journey over the past 15 years. And I saw someone mention recently they were struggling to come up with original content to share on threads. And it kind of blew my mind because I'm thinking, well, I don't follow you anywhere else. So why don't you use something that you're sharing somewhere else? Why do we think that it has to be original content everywhere we share? Maybe it's because that's what the gurus say that we need to do. But, you know, most of us are just one people shows and we need to, you know, use our time wisely. So why not share content across all platforms? Because people are going to get different things from different platforms, even if it's the exact same thing. The second limitation, how long should I make my film, podcast, newsletter, or book? Duration limitations are so fascinating to me. And I think it's because we project our own levels of acceptance on what we think other people will accept. And on top of that, if we're told that the attention span of the audience is getting shorter and shorter, we're going to feel like the answer to that question is shorter and shorter, that I need to make a two-minute film instead of a 20-minute film, or a two-minute podcast instead of a three-hour-long podcast, or a 500-word newsletter instead of a 1,500-word newsletter. You get the idea. There's justifications for short and long. And all of these limitations, while they may be adopted based upon a blog post or two that we read at some point in our journey, I think it really comes down to what we think people will want. So back to that attention span, if we think attention span is getting shorter and shorter, then to some degree, it makes sense to not even worry about it and just focus on telling your story, no matter what it is or no matter how long it is. Because the thing is, if everything is getting shorter, 
the expectation then becomes everything is shorter, therefore everything gets noisier, and it's harder to stand out. So why not have a long-form limitation? Like, how can I tell a really good story in an hour? Now that is a limitation that will shake up what you think. It will shake up your creativity. The third limitation, what if I'm inconsistent and people lose faith in me as a content creator? Deadlines and scheduled releases are a form of limitation that work well in a lot of situations. For example, if you're releasing a podcast or a YouTube show, it's great to let your audience know that, you know, getting work to work releases on Wednesdays and Fridays or one of my favorite YouTube shows launches on every Sunday. But while that works, there comes that pressure over time of just like producing work over and over again without taking a break. And this deadline becomes something exhausting that you want to quit. And I think it's because while we create deadlines as a form of getting things created, I think it also helps us to not feel like if we don't release something, people will leave. And I think this whole notion of consistency keeps people trapped when they hate what they do or they just need a break. So don't worry about taking a break. That's not going to make people go away. It's going to make you go away if you don't take a break. The fourth limitation, what if my self-imposed limitation is perceived by a client as a lack of experience? The interesting thing for me is that I love shooting photos and videos with a prime lens. That means that there's only one focal length. Maybe it's a 50 millimeter lens or a 35 millimeter lens or a 200 millimeter lens. No zooming in and out with a 16 to 35 or a 24 to 105 millimeter lens. You're zooming in and out as your feet as you move around. And the creative decisions that you make are a lot different when you are limited to a single focal length. And it requires you to explore new ideas and possibilities. If you want a wide shot, you need to go way back. And if you want a close-up, you might need to go really close. But other forms of limitations are things like maybe shooting in black and white or HDR photography or, or even shooting video instead of stills. But the interesting thing about limiting your technology is while it may give you comfort, it also creates a perception from a client that maybe you don't know your stuff. That if you're only shooting with a 50 millimeter lens... And they might think that, oh, I, I don't know if this is going to be any good. How do you communicate that to a client saying, you know, for this project, I think it's best if we do blank. Maybe that'll help them. I, I, I'm still thinking this one through because I think when we limit technology, while that's great for our creativity, the other side can be really interesting to wrestle with. And I think again about photography. Back in the day, we had 24, 36 exposures to a roll of film. Your decision to take a photo is different than now when you have unlimited opportunities to grab a shot. And yet we still freeze when taking a photo. So in some instances, that sense of unlimited possibility can allow you to explore if you are willing to throw away that moment. 
maybe it isn't good enough. Just throw it away. And how that affects the client then is this experience of sometimes we have to explore to discover something new. And that's part of that client communication. The fifth limitation, what if my actual limitations prevent me from doing what I want to do? And I think buried in this question are two forms of limitations, psychological limitations and actual experience limitations. When we're a beginner, we don't know what we don't know. So therefore, I think we're willing to try more things, make more mistakes, and we get lucky a lot more because we're just, you know, throwing things out left and right. But as a professional, we know what we don't know, and the more we do it, the more we don't know. Therefore, maybe we try less, and we don't throw as many options out because, oh, that didn't work in a previous experience, and it's not going to work here. So if you have experienced limitations as a beginner or a pro, maybe adopt as a pro that beginner's mindset and maybe as a beginner, surround yourself with professionals who will show you new opportunities, new possibilities. But then we come back to that psychological limitation, the limitation of what you think you can do versus what you can actually do. And this is something that afflicts creatives over time that the longer you do things you think that oh i i I still see myself as who i was in the beginning even though i've been doing this for 15 20 years i think about the psychological limitations that i have as a podcaster i've been doing this for seven years i know a lot about my voice and i know a lot about producing And yet I still think of myself as someone who doesn't know. Those are my psychological limitations preventing me from doing what I want to do. As you think about the limitations that you are using to influence your creativity, think about the ones that affect you positively and those that affect you negatively. But before we end this episode, I want to end with this thought. If there is one limitation that is the defining limitation of us as a human species, it is our death. Our death is the ultimate limitation that I think many of us don't want to think about, don't want to accept, want to run away from, and want to think that we can pause our creativity, that we can wait until we're ready. But with death at the end of our life, at the end of this creative spectrum, just waiting there, when we accept that, it's going to open the door to you actually doing the work that you want to do today. Because you don't know how many days you have between today and when your death comes, when that ultimate limitation arrives, because it afflicts us all. So why not do the work that really matters to you. Yeah, I know you're scared. I'm scared too. I have things that I want to do today that I've been afraid to do for 20 years, but it's time to do them. What about you? What are the things that you're afraid to do? Chase after them. Go do them. Start today. Melt the ice away. And until next time, may creativity and curiosity fuel your life.